What up, y'all? It's Willie Torres back. Um, so, first of all, I want to thank everyone who's been listening so far. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It truly means so much to me. Um, I share with my family today that um, I, I truly believe and I truly hope that this podcast and this calling that it is God's doing and it's God's, God's purpose for me to do, to be able to have the privilege of sharing God's word, God's message with all of you. And again, I'm not a pastor. I'm not an elder. I'm just a guy who is experiencing a relationship with God and I feel led by the Spirit to just talk to you all about my personal experience and how God is and has changed my life. So you may agree, you may not agree with what I'm talking about, but again, this is just my communication with God and I'm just sharing it with all of you and please um, if you are enjoying this podcast the only thing I ask is that you share it with others let others know because if it impacts you somehow it may impact somebody else as well so let's just share the word of God together let's share this podcast and it's not about popularity it's just basically about getting that word out and in hope that through God and through God's word, we can change someone's life and someone's feeling about God. So it's funny that we're talking about hope um, because today's message is going to be about hope. So we're going to go into the latter times of being crazy FC. Again, like I mentioned before, that was uh, that's all about a a book I was kind of hoping to one day put together, um, but that was my desire. That was my passion. But I believe God is directing me to um, put all this communication with Him that I journaled into this podcast. So I, I'm throwing it out there in this podcast, and we're hoping that it. Uh, it it works that it reaches reaches uh, somebody out there. If it reaches one person, hey, I did my part by being used by God to do that. So, anyways, took took some time already on that. So let's get into the latter times of being crazy FC. We're going to talk today about hope, which is I believe the third chapter of the journal. Um, so let's get started with hope. Hope is not a brand new concept in psychology. In 1991, the eminent positive theologist Charles R. Snyder and his colleagues came up with this hope theory. According to the theory, hope consists of agency and pathways. The person who has hope has the will and determination 
that goals will be achieved and a set of different strategies at the disposal to reach their goals. Put simply, hope involves the will to get there and different ways to get there. That was a quote by Scott Barry Kaufman back in 2011. Me, my hope starts off like this. On August 6, 2017, my wife Frances and I attended Harvest Bible Chapel in Rolling Meadows, Illinois. We were in search of a church for quite a few years where we felt comfortable. A church where we can call home and we couldn't find one. We were in search of a church that spoke to us, a church where we can truly feel God's presence. Well, honestly, it was really me wanting to find a church, me needing a new start, a new path, a change in my life, a place to find hope. My Francis, my wife Frances wasn't really seeking God. She was being more of the good wife and the loving and loving her husband and supporting whatever it was that I was seeking. My wife believes if you pray and you go to church on Sundays, that should be enough. And it's all you need to have God in your life. And I respect that. But I want more than that. I tried that way before and it didn't help me. I found no healing in that. I felt no hope. I need and want more than just going to church and listening to the pastors and praying to God. I need more than praying to Mother Mary. I need more than praying to all the saints. This is not my salvation. I need hope. I need a relationship with God. So we were invited to attend Harvest Bible Chapel. And we went. Uh, and when we attended the doors of Harvest Bible Chapel, from the moment we walked in, it was already a huge difference. First of all, it didn't even look like your normal, typical church. But when we walked in, we were greeted at the door. And as we walked in trying to find a place to sit, we were also greeted. My wife, being shy the way she is, always sits towards the back of the church. So the first row we, the first row to, uh, to end where we came in, that was where we both sat. And to this day, this is our spot. It's a huge, church and it was already feeling different from all the churches I've been to. It doesn't look like a normal Catholic church. Hmm. So let's see how this goes and I'm thinking to myself we'll see. Suddenly we see these people walking up on the stage which I've always known in the Catholic church to be the altar and music begins. What was this? I'm thinking to myself, 
This wasn't your ordinary Catholic church music or choir. It's amazing band just started leading church in worship and praise. Everyone stood, started clapping, singing, and raising their hands in worship. From that moment on, I knew I was where I needed to be. Music was always and has always been my love. And worship music was the way to my heart, and this band was already touching my heart. I was always a huge fan, a huge fan of Hillsong Worship by Brian Houston, and always, always wanted to find some sort of church that had a ministry like Hillsong United to sing and dance in honor and praise to our Lord Jesus Christ. What can be more glorious? Some people don't care for the music style in these type of churches. But music has always been my love. And here I was able to have music and God. I didn't even need to listen to the pastor at this point because I already felt the Spirit opening my heart and touching my soul. It was like, Willie, welcome home. Psalm 95 verse 1 says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Hmm. So Pastor James McDonald was the pastor of this church. And after a few songs, he came out and led his teaching. I have heard of James McDonald from listening to Moody Radio, and I have listened to his sermons before, but I had no idea that he led this church and that at this very moment, I was at one of his churches. Funny how God leads our lives, how he directs us and knows us so well, how he knew that through the music here, he would get my attention. So a few weeks in, we were attending Harvest Bible Chapel and seeking God's word, God's grace and mercy. It was like three weeks in, I reached out to the pastors for prayer and cried out for the Lord to reveal himself to me. I was desperate. I was depressed. I was miserable. I was lost. I was living in shame. And this was my only and last cry out to God or anyone to save me from it all. My last cry out for hope. I wasn't thinking straight uh, at that time. I was, I was suffering medically from depression. Bipolar was taking over me and stress was killing me. I was miserable, and I needed saving. Again, I needed hope. I met the pastors after service during what they called Step 1. Step 1 is where you get to meet the pastors, and they help you get connected to the life of the church and get to learn about the church and how to take your next step. 
I was encouraged to register for a hope group. Pastors kind of told me that that's the best thing for me, or as they stated it, the next step. They informed me that this was what I needed after pleading with them that I needed hope. Hope Group is a place to discover God's purpose for redeeming your struggle for His glory and your good. The group meets in the class setting for teachings on topics such as embracing God's mercy, finding your freedom in Christ, living by the Spirit, trusting God is faithful, and leaning on one another. You guys have a Harvest Bible Chapel and you're living a life like I described that I was living at that time, I strongly encourage you to look into Hope Group or any kind of group that that church offers that helps you with that. Ephesians 1 verse 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Hmm. That was, that was good. So I signed up and joined Hope Group at Harvest Bible Chapel. When I was at Hope Group, I was seeking for a change in my life. I needed to repent of my sins, my path, and the life I was living. I needed change and needed to get God in my life. I wanted to know Him, feel Him, see Him, and know for sure if and when He is working in my life. I needed God to be present upon me, with me, in me and through me, and all around me. I needed to let go of all my shame, my depression. I needed to let go of my drinking, my smoking, my infidelity, my lust, my anger, my temper, my following and loving of idolatry. I needed hope. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Week after week, I was hoping to feel God's presence in Hope Group. I was hoping to hear His voice, see Him, even feel him. But I was getting discouraged because I felt that I was still missing out on God's presence. I was so focused on wanting to see a flash of light in a change in me that I wasn't realizing that I had already found the Lord, God Almighty, in Hope Group. God opened up my heart, my ears, my eyes, And now my life was changing. I was in a table with a few guys, but I had a table leader and an apprentice who became my mentor, my diary, my brothers, 
who are guided and directed by God to help me, change me, and renew me. God changed my life from the person I was, but I wanted more changing. I I knew I still needed fixing, so when Hope Group ended, I asked about coming back again. They told me they, they told me they normally don't have someone come back twice, but instead they direct them to a, a small group. But the leader at that time was okay to give me another year of hope. So they agreed and allowed me to come back, and my growth and walk in the Lord was growing stronger, and my faith in the Almighty was getting stronger. I was loving my life, following and worshiping God. After my second hope group, I was then encouraged to join a small group, which I'm still in to this day. I remember when I was in hope group the second time at Harvest, we had to write a, our own personal psalm to God, pretty much a cry out to the Lord. I wrote one and I titled it, The Great I Am. And I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to share that with you. The Great I Am. To you I cry out, O Lord. I want to know of you so much more. I seek to find your mercy, your miracles, your love. I keep finding myself in doubt, though this, though this isn't what I want. I want to love you, praise you, and speak your holy name. I want my old life forgiven. I want to repent, and this new me not to be the same. I praise you and listen to your angels sing, but to me it's like wearing silver and not a golden ring. It's a part, a portion, a taste of what glory lies ahead. Yet I could only find myself praying and praising you when I'm in bed. I know if I feel you, hear you, or just sense a touch of your hand, that it would change this lost, lonely, broken of a man. I see others recite your words, your book, and praise with such joy and happiness. While well, I'm still here struggling with my same old mess. I'm here in Hope Group for the second time again, but I'm not at all where I was when I first began. I have a little more faith and I'll find myself in guilt when I do wrong. But I need more of you to help me grow and make me strong. Oh Lord, build me, renew me, take the old me away. Let this new creation from you hold his head up in honor, glory, and praise. Let my old ways diminish and start a new life. So that, I can, so that I can be a great father to my boys and a great honorable husband to my wife.
So, Lord, I surrender my all to you. Take this broken man and renew my spirit and make me to be as you are, the great I am. So, yeah, so I wrote that. Um, I hope you uh, liked it. (laughs) So I wrote this on my second time in the Hope Group during week one, and it showed that I was still crying out to know God, feel God, and just be one with God. Little did I know and realize that God was already in me and working in me. I was going back to my old ways of wanting recognition by man and not opening my eyes to what God was doing in and with me. I was so focused on listening and seeking if people noticed any change in me. Why was why was I so why was it so important for me to be noticed? Colossians three verse twenty three says, Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men. I felt I have come a long way from where I was to where I am, but I wanted approval of men. I needed people to see and accept me from where I was in shame to where I am trying to get in shameless. Notice that I didn't say or indicate that I was a saved, delivered, or redeemed man. I mentioned shame. That's because I was, I still haven't felt that I was or am where I should be. I still have some things to work on and still struggle and still fall. That's what makes me shameful of who I am. But then I find myself shameless in the sense that I know I can be forgiven for failing and know when I am failing, I have guilt and know that when I cry out to my God, my Father, my Redeemer, and ask Him to forgive me and believe that I will be forgiven. Isaiah 55 Verse 7 in the Amplified Bible, the classic edition, says it best. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the righteous, unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord and he will have love, pity and mercy for him and to our God. For he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. Let me read that again. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord. And he will have love, pity, and mercy for him and to our God. For he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. Hmm. I need to accept that shame is a part of the process on growing in Christ. Do I feel shame when I sin? Yes. Do I feel shame when I lose my temper and get angry at my wife, my kids? Yes. 
Do I get tempted to sin even though I now have a father who loves me? Yes. But now I know that when I feel those urges, I can call out to my Lord and ask Him to take those urges from me and instead lift my hands up and close my eyes and give Jesus Christ the great honor and praise that He so righteously deserves. Romans 5.8 says, But God shows His love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You're going to see Romans 5.8 a lot in this whole podcast, and you're going to hear it a lot because it's a reminder. It is a simple reminder. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. To praise our Father in Heaven is being shameless. And to put Him on the top of the idolatry and worldly urges, it shows progress and is pleasing to our Father. I hoped for hope and I got so much more. Uh, this is uh, coming towards the end of hope in the latter times of crazy being crazy FC. Wanna once again, I want to thank you for tuning in and listening. And I, I just really hope you're enjoying this. I really hope it's it's helping you somehow. I know it's helping me. Um, there's hope out there there's hope out there and that hope is Jesus but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners Christ died for us Mark 10 9 says, therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. This podcast is a perfect example of that. We are here together. Let's not separate. Let's share this. Let's get everybody in here. Let's put the word of God out there. Not only through my podcast, whatever you learn, whatever you treasure, whatever God speaks to you, take that and share it. There's no better life than the life for Christ. Thank you for listening. This was Hope in the Latter Times of Being Crazy FC. God bless you all. God be with you. And as I always end it, from one thing I learned at Harvest Bible Chapel, if there's anything that struck me and engraved in my heart was to let everyone know you are loved.
God bless. God bless.